Hi, my name is Jessica Cook and welcome to my podcast. My mission is to empower women over 40 to transform their lives through fitness. I've made this podcast so I can share with you my tips, tools and strategies I use in myself and my clients to get you feeling fit and healthy, feeling great in your clothes, with so much energy and positivity back in your life, no matter what your age. Head over to jessicacook.ie and you'll find lots of free stuff to get you started on your journey. So welcome to this latest podcast episode. I have a very special guest with me today, Maeve Langford, owner, Kaleidoscope Coaching and facilitation and director of Maeve Langford and Associates Limited. Maeve is an award-winning, inspirational speaker and transformational coach. She works with individuals and teams, helping them build their dreams, accelerate their results, and create richer, more fulfilling lives. Following a successful career in human resources, Maeve made the leap of faith to set up the coaching business she dreamed of. Her ability to teach overarching spiritual transformation and success principles in accessible and applicable ways is what makes her a standout in her field. Maeve is family orientated, loving her downtime with her husband, Andrew, and three adult sons. Never without a good book and always learning, she walks her talk and shares what she knows with her clients. Um, and Maeve has a lovely free ebook to share with you, which we're going to chat about towards the end of the episode. Maeve, you're so welcome onto the podcast. Thank you so much, Jessica. This is I, I would say I manifested you, actually. I've been dreaming about being um, a participant on podcasts for about a year now. So this is it. It's all oh, my God, I love that. Situation. <laughs> yeah. That's brilliant. So tell me, I mean, reading that it just it's it sounds so exciting of so many questions that I know I, I want to ask you and that um uh, listeners want to know more so tell me um a bit about before you took the leap what were you doing and why did you want to change okay so I suppose like many people I kind of stumbled into my career my, my first version of my career which was in human resources in university so I worked in the UK and then came back to Cork um, to UCC in 1999 and initially that was a dream job and I loved it I was managing staff training and, and uh, staff development and it was great for many many years and we started a family and all was going well and, and again maybe like many of your listeners someplace in the busyness of life I got a bit lost and a bit disconnected from myself and a bit disconnected from the job and over a few years I suppose I a big value for me, Jessica, is to be able to add value and, and feel like I'm having an impact in some way, a positive impact. And I just got to a stage where I, I guess I felt I had done everything that I was going to be able to do within the organization. And I, I felt very frustrated that I couldn't do more. So that frustration was there for a very long time. I would say between seven and 10 years. And for all that time, I was tweaking things and, and trying to make it work. And, you know, I'd increase my hours and decrease my hours and learn more skills and all of that. And it just wasn't working. And in the end, you just get to a point where you say, I can't do this anymore. I just can't do it anymore. And I think the fundamental thing that happens, or for me anyway, I just made a decision. I'm not willing and sometimes, you know, it's the pain that pushes us, isn't it? And I just mm. said, I'm not willing to live like this anymore. And I don't know how I'm going to make the changes, but I'm going to make a change. And and I made that decision. So it's, it's so exciting. Just before um, you move on from that, I, first off, I love that you kept tweaking it yes. to keep realizing that it wasn't working. Yes. And yeah. 
second of all, when you say you made the decision, was it literally, this is it? Was it, was it one night? Do you remember that night or that I day? I remember the day I was in a meeting. We were planning, we, we did long service awards every year for the organization. So I was in maybe, I don't know, around eight, nine or 10 of those awards. And I just thought, I can't do this anymore. And, it, and, and do you know what was so important was those awards that was such an amazing night. Like they were for staff who had 25 and 35 years service with the organization. It was a celebration and, and a beautiful evening. And I just thought they need people who are really psyched up and enthused and excited to do this. And I wasn't that person anymore. And I just thought, you know, it's time, it's time to move on. The the people I worked with deserved better from me. And I just thought I'm I'm not this I'm not I'm not the right person for this job anymore. I can remember the day and I and I went home that night and said to Andrew, I Andrew's my husband, I said, I, I have to I have to make a move. And he said, Well, I've just been waiting for you to do it. Like oh it's God. not like you haven't been going on about this for best part of a decade. So I said, Yeah. And and within a week or two, I had gone in and said to my boss, um, Again, so one of the things I believe in, Jessica, is that, that you you know build a picture for what it is you would love. So I knew that I wanted to go out on my own, but I knew I'd love to do that with a little bit of security or a little bit of cushioning. So I pitched to my boss for um, three years leave of absence with the right to come back to my own job, which absolutely was not something I was entitled to. Um, but I had thought about it and I thought I'd love a year and then I thought, well, actually, I'd love two years. And then I thought, well, if he'd give me three years, that would be amazing to get established and have have that cushion behind me. So I pitched it. And and in fairness, he kind of said, you know, how would I do that or why would I do that? And I kind of said, well, it, I, there's precedent. It's in your gift to do it if you want to. And, and he went away and he came back about three weeks later and he said, that's all sorted. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Biggest thing that's coming up for me there is the fact that you had the courage to ask for what you wanted. This is it. This because most people don't ask. Should we don't? We think we'd love it. I didn't have an entitlement to it. I'd had a career break when I have twin boys. Um, and when they were when they were one, I was due to go back to work and my childcare fell through. And I just thought, oh my God, I can't deal with this. So I I just took another year of absence. Um and that was that was the only thing I was entitled to. Do you know what I mean? So I'd had yeah. that. But but the thing is, when you ask and you can you can make the case for something, most people will absolutely give you a hearing. That That's my belief. You'll always get a hearing and you have to go into it knowing that no is one of the you know um, options in terms of response. And I was going to be OK with no, because. I didn't I didn't have an entitlement to it anyway. So no was definitely an acceptable response from my boss. But I was able to make the argument that that there was no nothing to stop him from doing it if he was willing. And and he entertained that and he and he went with it. That is so exciting. And I must remember to ask you later on uh, tips around that for, for our listeners that are, are worried about change and want to ask and are afraid to ask. Um, and did you do anything specifically? I mean, I mean, did you just like write out exactly what it was that you wanted, psych yourself up and go in the next day? I mean, yes, every 
everything about me I, I mean okay I was an, an unconscious competent about all of this at the time okay but everything I have learned in the training I've done since is that everything is vision okay like we're going nothing nowhere without a clear sense of what it is we want to get and that's the same for our lives and for our careers as it is for you know little segments within a day or you know events within a week so whether it's creating a vision for your life or segment intending it's what i i refer to as you know those segments of our day and we set our intention for that so what what would you love the outcome to be and you have to be clear about that and that's work that most people never do okay most people never sit down and think it through in terms of what would i love to be honest we go to what do i think i can get away with or what do i think the other person will agree to or what do i think i can afford or what do i think the economy will allow i mean honestly i stayed in the job i was in initially for a very long time looking to the economy to give me permission to leave and when it was booming I was like, well, I can't go in a boom because, you know, I'd be just one person. I'd be lost in a big sea of, of providers for coaching and facilitation. And then when we had the bust, I was like, well, you know, you can't leave now. You know, who's going to hire a coach in a recession? And in the end, I just left when I left. It didn't matter. The economy didn't matter. We know this. The pandemic showed us that it's not the condition that determines what happens. It's the person. Wow. Because people, you know, businesses closed in the pandemic and businesses boomed, businesses started, you know, my my coaching expanded in the pandemic. So it's not the condition, it's how we're responding to it. So you build the vision irrespective, based on there's only one question you ever have to ask is what would I love? What would I love the outcome to be? Oh, that's amazing. That gave me shivers. Yeah. Um, yeah, good. <laughs> so yeah. I want to I want to ask you now about what it is that you do, okay. all the different parts of your business. So so you so you got into your business. What is it? How does it help people? Yeah. So there's kind of two strands. So there there's the coaching side, which is all about working with individuals. Typically, I work with them within a group setting, but everybody has their vision. So there there's kind of three elements to it: vision mindset and strategy that's all you need for everything it's the what where do I want to get to getting really clear about that so typically I work with clients to develop a kind of three-year time frame within which they would love to create results and everybody has a holistic vision okay so I like you know we go to work we bring it we bring the problems from home with us to work or we bring the health condition with us to work and when we go home we in our mind we're bringing the work stuff home so we need a vision for all of it so i work with clients in in the four domains uh, of health relationships career or how you share your talent in the world and time and money freedom so everybody has a vision that they're working on. And at, at any given time, you might be more focused on an element or two within that. But you have a holistic vision because otherwise our mind, we get into trade offs. You know, I can have the career, but the relationship suffers or I can I can have the career, but I've no time for my health and well-being. So so we have to build a vision for all of it, even though we might only be working on one element at any given time. 
And then typically people work with me on a six month program or a 12 month program. Again, because if you want to create transformation to move from, you know, one experience of life to a completely different one, it takes time. Mm. We can't do that in a couple of weeks or a couple of one hour sessions. It doesn't work. It, well, depending on what you want to do, one, one session can make a difference in somebody's life. But if you want to affect change and really transform your experience it takes time it takes repetition and it takes kind of strategic repetition i would say over time so people work with me once a week for either six months or 12 months and and it really is effective it really is effective in terms of transforming their experience and is is that what spiritual transformation is I mean, we can talk about it as being a spiritual experience, but like it's 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 tangible. You know, it's not we're not just thinking ourselves into a new way of, of perceiving things. That's part of it, definitely. But you have tangible physical change. I mean, people get healthier, people get wealthier, people, you know, they 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 work on their relationships. You know, I, I have clients who would, you know, describe how even with the same person, the same partner or the same, you know, parent, maybe that they literally transform their experience within that relationship. They're, mm. they're having a completely different outcome. And oftentimes they would say they di didn't think it was possible. But the reality, Jessica, is when we change in ourselves, when we've shifted our mindset, when we're clear about the outcomes that we would love to create, and we're showing up, aligned with that outcome rather than you know reacting to what's happening around us the people the people around us behave differently towards us and it changes it shifts in a very fundamental way now that you have coached so many clients do you see patterns do you see like what are the most common things that hold us back or have you noticed where people get stuck yeah well i, I mean again it shows up in different ways for us, but it, but it, it's inner work. It's our inner limiting beliefs that get in the way. And, you know, even when we create results, you know, and, and many clients I have, you know, have stayed with me for multiple years because they're loving the results that they're getting. But, you know, we keep each each next level of growth, new limiting beliefs come up, you know, and we have to work through them every single time. And that's really rigorous work. It's really rigorous work. But that's what gets in our way that that kind of, you know, am, am, am I, you know, am I worthy? Am I good enough? What if I fail? You know, what if I get embarrassed? And of course, as a species, we're hardwired to be anxious in the face of change. You know, back in yeah. back in the savannah, you know, if, if the weather changed, if you moved into a new area to live, you know, th that area, there could be tigers there, there could be plants there that would kill us. So on, on a very fundamental level in the limbic part of the brain, we every change is potentially life threatening is how the brain interprets it. So we have to work really hard to dial that down and to say, you know, I've got this, you know, I've got mm. I've got the support I need. I know what it is I'm trying to do. I've, I, I've got the skills. I'm, I'm an adult. You know, I can I can handle this. And we just have to really work with that that kind of fight, flight or freeze response that's natural and normal. And then and to replace the 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 limiting beliefs that are kind of saying this, this isn't going to be a safe thing for me to do. We've, mm. we've to manage that 
and then show up taking the action that moves us forward. And I think for most people, I mean, my experience when I when I left UCC initially and, you know, I'd have those nervous thoughts. I, I was interpreting that as, oh, maybe I've made a mistake. Maybe, you know, maybe I, I've been too ambitious here. You know, maybe I should talk to them about going back quickly. But in reality, what I learned, and, and I was in my own coach support with this, and this is what helped me through it. In reality, what we need to say to ourselves is this is good news. The fact that I'm feeling nervous means something is happening here, you know, yeah. and I'm on my way. If I wasn't feeling any of that, I wouldn't I wouldn't be doing anything different anyway. Yeah. So we welcome it. And then it, my book, actually, the little ebook is all about when you when you notice, oh, my God, I'm getting nervous. I'm getting overwhelmed. Here I go again with those limiting beliefs and questioning myself. It's really about just, you know, using the breath, calming down the system, going to an affirmation or going to your vision. I'm the woman who, you know, I'm the woman who's setting up her own business. I'm the woman who's got a coach. I've got this in hand. I'm moving in the direction I love and then take an action. It's the action. We can think it forever. But if you're not taking an action that's aligned with the direction you want to go and you're, you're going to really slow down the, the rate of progress. So the mindset is very important, but if you're not taking action in support of that new thinking, it's going to take a really long time to change it. I love how really clear that is and how really step-by-step step that is. I also love the fact of having somebody in your corner, like a lot of my listeners, nearly all of them would be women, um, empty nest and going through lots of changes in their lives on top of the difficulties of understanding that that fear is normal I mean it's it's an awful lot um it's tough for for women um I I find because there's so many parts of life where you can become lost yes while you're also trying to change so having something as simple as clear guided steps with a coach just sounds yeah. terrific to have somebody in your corner helping you along the way getting your confidence and a self-esteem back Exactly. And just reminding you, somebody who understands, I suppose, the process of change in a way and who can say to you, this is totally normal. I mean, so much of the time we, we interpret that as a stop sign, don't we? That, you yeah. know, if I if I was doing the right thing, I'd be feeling better about it. Yeah. But, but the right thing, if it's different to what you've always been doing up until now, the right thing is going to drive your nervous system crazy. Mm. Because, as I said, we're hardwired to be anxious in the face of change. So as I say, even just knowing for your listeners today, even just knowing when that resistance comes up or that anxiety or that overwhelm comes up to kind of say, this is good. This is actually a good sign. I'm on my way. And then, you know, whether it's call a friend or have a coach or a mentor or somebody who can just, you know, hold for you, you're doing the right thing. Keep going, keep going. Even frankly, when it blows up in your face, you know, because not every step is going to you know, be straightforward in terms of where you want to go. We still have, even when we're on the right track and doing what we love and, and moving in the right direction, we still have setbacks because again, that's normal. That's human. That's how it works. We learn, we learn from falling down. I love that so much. Tell me, um, can we chat a little bit about the four steps in the ebook? Yeah. And I'm going to share with you guys um, the link in the show notes, in the transcription um, underneath the podcast where you are listening to this. Um, so 
yes, t- t- tell me what those four, could, could you explain a little bit about those four points? Yes. So, so the very first thing and the fundamental tool or skill that any of us needs to build is to notice what we're noticing in ourselves. Note, often we don't always catch the thoughts, okay, that I'm having a limiting thought, but we catch how we're feeling. Yeah, we know. And to be clear, feeling. these are four steps to transform your life. Yes, yes. they are. Or yeah. to transform your experience, even in the moment, in a, in a, in a, in a, in a moment of stress or overwhelm. To, okay. So the first thing is to notice I'm feeling stressed or I, you know, I'm getting, I'm getting caught up in, in, what's happening around me in some way so I I call that I use these I use the R the letter R so these are the four R's so the first is to recognize what's happening to notice what you're noticing so I sometimes we notice that we you know we're clenching our jaws or we have a a a tension headache or our shoulders are really tight you know so physiologically we notice that I'm not feeling great in some way so in that moment of noticing it you now you can now do something with it. So recognizing what's happening is step number one. And step number two is to refresh the nervous system with the breath. Okay, so I, I teach clients and I'll do it here if that's okay to, to breathe in a very specific way to calm things down. So we're breathing in through the nose, pause at the top of the breath, breathing out through the mouth like you're blowing out through a straw. And you need to do that at least three times. So I'm going to model that here. Great. Okay. So we're breathing in. Pause. And then out like you're blowing out the mouth through a straw. And again in through the nose. Pause. And out the mouth. And with the next one, if you can elongate the out breath a little bit, we'll do that. So in through the nose. Pause. And then out through the mouth. So Jessica, even doing this with me here now and listeners when they're listening, do you notice anything in the body as you do that? I notice that I feel a lot more calm and I feel a lot mm. more grounded and centered. Yeah. Yes. So again, in the body, we can't breathe deeply and be in kind of fight or flight at the same time. We, it, it's not physiologically possible to be in both. So when we use the breath, we're refreshing. That's the second R to refresh the nervous system with the breath. And it calms everything down. We come out of that limbic brain reactivity and we can now kind of reconnect with the prefrontal cortex in the brain where we're capable of higher order decision making. And we can kind of see the wood from the trees again. Oh, my God. I love that so much. Yeah. That's so brilliant. Three breaths will often do that sometimes you might need five breaths or 10 breaths and and again if you're not used to this if if you do more like 10 breaths you you might start to feel almost a bit woozy because you're you mm. you you're getting the oxygen into the system okay but three breaths will often be enough so we've refreshed the nervous system now we can think straight so the third r then is to repattern so the automatic thinking has been fight or flight, you know, this is this doesn't feel good. So we're repassioning our thinking. So we have two options here. If you've built a vision and you, if you're working with someone like me and you know what your goal is, you go to the vision. You know, I'm the woman who's got her shit together. I'm the woman who's starting the business. I'm the woman who goes to the gym and eats healthily. And we go to those thoughts. Or you could use an affirmation. So probably 
the original affirmation ever was from a 19th century um, psychologist, Emile Coué was his name. And the affirmation he gave his patients, as he called them, was every day in every way, I'm getting better and better. And he said, you know, keep, keep doing whatever you're doing, but say that affirmation to yourself as well. Every day in every way, I get better and better. I love that. And, and he said he saw change in people. So we're reprinting, we're repatterning our own thought processes about ourselves. And then once we've done that, you know, I'm that person, I'm getting better and better every day. Then the fourth step is to reset your programming because we're, we're programmed, we're people of habit. We reset our programming aligned to that new way of thinking by taking an action that's aligned. So I know you work with people on their fitness and their health and well-being. So if I was working on that and say I'd fallen off the wagon, I'm getting really stressed, beating myself up about it, recognize what's happening, refresh with the breath, repassion. I'm the woman who's looking after her health and well-being and then reset, take an action. It might be to drink a glass of water, to eat an apple, to get outside the door for five minutes if that's all you've got and then book a, book a time to get back into the gym at your next opportunity. And as we take those actions, we're, we're really retraining ourselves that this is me now. This is who I am now. I'm, I'm that person, not the one who falls off the wagon and stays stuck for another six months, but who gets back up and, and, and sorts herself out and gets back on track. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. I just love those four clear, yeah. easy to follow steps. And, and this is the thing. We can make it easy for ourselves. We can re once we understand how the human body and brain works, we can work with that knowledge to make it really easy for ourselves. Mm -hmm. So not that it's easy because it's rigorous. It's mm. rigorous to do it, you know? So yeah. what I say to people often is that it is simple, but it's not easy because we have to be very firm and very rigorous with ourselves. Yeah. But if we do it, the promise is if we do it, you'll get the result way quicker and way easier. That's amazing. And uh, you can get this free ebook, um, Four Steps to Transform Your Life, using the link below in the show notes and um, wherever you're listening to this podcast. Maeve, I have one more question for you. Sure. And that is about you. Um, okay. you're, you're a healthy, <laughs> successful businesswoman. What are your um, healthy habits? Or if you want to share with us just some of your little routines that keep you successful? So this is always work in progress, Jessica. But yes, I do. I do have some routines. So and the number one one is more about setting myself up mentally and emotionally than than exercise. And um, so I have a morning practice every day to tune into my vision. What is it I'm trying to create here in, in general and, and, and for today? So connecting to the big vision first, connecting to gratitude for all that's going well. We, of, we often look to what's missing rather than what's already here. So grateful for what's here. And then who do I want to be today? What kind of qualities of being do I want to inhabit today? So maybe I want to be grateful or maybe I want to be persistent or maybe I want to be kind to myself or maybe I want to be, you know, persistent or courageous or brave whatever it is so you know setting that down for myself 
and then the action always. So what's the step I'm going to take today to be that person? So like you and me and all, all your listeners, we all have loads we have to get through to in a given day. But what's my thing that's going to be evidence to myself that I'm I'm the woman in my vision, that I'm that I'm doing that. So in my business, sometimes it might be, you know, doing follow up calls with clients or it might be writing my blog or whatever it is. It might be in terms of my health. If I'm focusing on my health, it might be to, you know, really make sure I hydrate myself better today. So taking the action is really fundamental. So every morning, just setting myself up like that, you know, connecting to my vision, my gratitude. How am I going to show up today and what's the step I'm going to take today? What I love so much about that is that you're taking control and, you know, you're not listening to somebody else or looking at social media or um, I read somewhere recently that just three negative minutes in the morning can change your mindset for the whole day. I love that you are in control. You're setting like you're setting the tone for your day. Exactly. Exactly. And actually just on that, I don't listen to the news. And, you know, again, I have a lot of people that I work with and, you know, they start their day with, with the phone, either looking at emails or looking at the news. And I would say, you know, even to just take that out of your morning before, before you make any decisions about your day, don't be listening to any of that stuff would be a great start for anybody listening this morning. Just stop, stop that practice and, and, you know, spend five minutes, you know, settling yourself. And and like you said, getting in, in charge of yourself for the day ahead. And then, you know, in terms of other practices, I do go to Pilates uh, once a week. I go to aqua aerobics once a week and I try to swim once or twice on top of that as well, if I can. And, you know, all of that, I have good runs of it. And and I like, like I said, I fall off the wagon and I get back on again. I think the most important thing is that that we know what it is we want. And when we fall off, we get back up. So yeah, and to, and to to normalize the falling back because I, I have many clients who are so hard on themselves and it almost makes things 10 times worse, like normalizing that it's exactly. part of success that you fall off. Exactly. I say that, you know, to people all the time. We learn we learn to walk by falling down. Right. You know, all of us as toddlers, we first of all, we were on all fours. We're looking at people standing up around us and, and we either want to copy them or we see a toy or we see a person and we want to get to them. So we we get the notion to stand up and and you know when we stand we fall and 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 then we fall a lot before we even take the first step and and then we fall. So we as kids we kind of know that you know learning to ride a bike or you know to do a flip on a trampoline we get it wrong a lot before we get it right but as kids we're just so determined and we don't care and we keep going. And someplace along the way as adults we just stop allowing ourselves to learn that way and yet that's how we learn so you know everybody listening you know barring you know some kind of disability or complication everybody walks and then they learned that by getting it wrong way more often than they got it right initially so really as adults part of the gift we can give ourselves like like you say is to just not beat ourselves up for that and you know use the four r's to to support yourself to kind of say you know what this is all just part of it this is actually that's a a little um phrase I give my clients and and for your listeners as well to just say to yourself this is just what it looks like what it the chaos looks like while it's all working itself out while my the it of my vision my dream my you know my commitment to my being fit while it's all working itself out that's very calming the journey 
part of the journey. Yeah, yeah. Maeve, it has been amazing to chat to you today. Um, can you tell me where people can find you? What's the best place? Yeah, the easiest thing is just to use my name, whether it's on social media or my website, it's mavelankford.com. So Maeve is M-A-E-V-E and Langford is with a K, L-A-N-K-F-O-R-D. That's brilliant. That's really good. Mavelangford.com. Um, and you're on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. That's absolutely terrific. And to download the free ebook, Four Steps to Transform Your Life, which we have chatted about today, um, go to the link in the show notes wherever you get wherever you're listening to this. Um, and thank you so much for coming on to the show, Maeve Langford. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Jessica. It's been my privilege. It really has thoroughly enjoyed it. Thank you. All my love. Bye. Take care. Bye for now. I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode and you must let me know by getting in touch. Don't forget you can head on over to jessicacook.ie where you'll find lots of free stuff to get you started on your journey.